0: Welcome to the Dirt to Dollars podcast,
1: hosted by Central Kentucky Extension
2: Agents,
0: Whitney Carmen, Daniel Carpenter, and Matt Adams,
2: where we talk everything from the dirt on your land to the dollars in your hand.
0: Welcome back to another week of Dirt to Dollars. How are you all?
2: Good. Good.
0: I don't know about you all, but it's been raining at my house today or in my office.
2: Yeah, we're Forgetting recording this on uh is it Wednesday? Wednesday. So, the 14th. Seems like everybody's mm-hmm. getting some rain and it's going to be muddy, but we need it.
0: Is is this is this we talked last week about the whole drought monitor thing in which it's not been published yet for this week, but uh, is this going to be our drought buster?
1: It should be. I think I so. I would think.
0: I mean, I think we're expected to get now by the time this gets out, we'll know for sure, but the uh supposed to maybe get up to a couple of inches in some places, so that'll be good even though we have to deal with the mud
2: yep so we have a packed show today and uh and we have a guest that really talks so uh we're gonna (laughs) knock out some of this stuff uh quick uh but we've got andy mills joining us here in a little bit and we'll we'll get to him here in a minute to talk about pellet grills and smokers and grills all that kind of fun stuff um but i wanted i wanted to uh Talk about something that I think a couple of us noticed this week in the news was uh, forage seeds and uh, how the I think that harvest is the harvest going on right now or did it just sort of wrap up?
1: I think it would have already been done.
2: Yeah, generally it'd probably have been done back in the like summer. summer, early fall. Yeah, so uh, most of that takes place where at in the country? Oregon, Oregon, Oregon. That-
0: Pacific, far west northwest. there
2: used to be yeah. a lot in texas oklahoma area yes. but i don't i think they've had so much drought there the last several years that they don't do a whole lot in that and part of the world there
1: used to be a lot of fescue seed
2: production in breckenridge county used
0: mm-hmm.
2: to be mm-hmm. but not no more yeah not no mo, no mo, no mo, no mo. but we got sort of an update on on some of those things and uh Obviously, I'm talk, going to talk about this, and I had some information. I don't have it in front of me right at the moment. Nice. So, give me a second. All right. So, there was a lot of uh, information that was shared on, through a, uh, I guess it was a, a publication, it was basically given some seed harvest updates. And if you get your Lurie County paper, I think I wrote about it in in there. But it looked like uh, kind of the Cliff Notes version. Is tall fescue had a very disappointing yield. Uh, If anybody's done any seeding or looked at tall fescue prices, it's been crazy. And I think it will probably continue to be uh, crazy the way it looks. Um, Cool, wet conditions caused poor yields. Um, They really gave a detailed explanation of this. But when you add uh, issues with that, and then I think this fall it was wet in Oregon. So they had issues getting the new crop planted. So that's probably all going to add up to being a low supply on that. And there's probably going to be a high demand because a lot of people are probably going to be looking at at reseeding, wouldn't you think?
0: Yeah, that's the one question I've had, especially in the last few months is do you think fescue seeds ever going to come down and i just i told him you might as well just go ahead and bite the well, bullet i don't think it's gonna I, go down at all
1: i got a little insight to this the kentucky forage and grassland council met at our office this week or actually last week uh invited me to sit in with them for a little while and there's a couple
2: of so you just got a free lunch
1: yeah pretty much <laughs> it, you get a lot of free lunches in the hard when you work in the hard uh-huh. extension office this time of year but uh yeah there's a couple of uh seed reps on there that work for some of the companies that sell a lot of the small grass or sell all the grass seed and forage seed in this part of the world uh and actually they were saying that fescue supply was better than it was last year uh Hmm. and they said freight had also come down some uh getting it in here from that pacific northwest area and uh said that they didn't think you'd see a huge drop in fescue prices, but they thought it was going to soften some once it got to the farm gate here in Kentucky. And uh, if nothing else, it's not going to increase any. So they were pretty optimistic on prices. Uh, Orchard grass they were a little worried about. They said the supply looked better and everything, but they thought price was probably going to be probably not up any, but would probably be steady with what it's been the last couple years. So.
2: Mm -hmm. And I know with uh, – they also talked about clover seed, and I don't think um, they were quite to harvest on that yet. That maybe was that something was...
1: they mentioned as well. I think maybe it's been harvested, but there hadn't been a whole lot. The season for it to be cleaned hasn't really hit yet, and uh, the jury's still kind of out on on clover seed for next year.
2: So I might take the approach – I don't, this isn't university advice. This may just be my, what I'm going to do. But if I were to if I were to find any early season discounts, I might take advantage of those this year, just hedging my bets a little bit because I think it's favoring that the prices might they're not going to go down much, and they're probably going to go up if I had to guess. But looks like a lot of the data may back up that it's it could go up too. So anyway, <laughs> another thing um, that got shared on social media this week was a I think it came from the Kentucky Division of Forestry maybe but it was a firewood BTU chart did you all see that at all
0: yes I saw it and shared it I thought it was kind of interesting which we used to be when we lived on the farm had wood heat that fired our you know our home I still do so well and I I it's not our primary
2: source but it's right we use it it was
0: it was our primary source but it was and I I do miss it I don't miss chopping it but I do miss it ain't
2: nobody got Uh, time for that that's a good workout. It's good exercise. It's a
0: great workout. Yes. Um however, th- it's really interesting to see the the BTU chart. So Daniel, what is BTU? What is that, you know, what is that in terms of if you were to explain to somebody what that was?
2: Um big time underwear?
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know. That's why I was I asking like you.
2: It. It's just a unit of measurement for the how much heat that it can put out and I think it also takes into account not only how much heat, but how long would like how long and how hot it can burn.
0: It's the British thermal unit is what's well, what, what
2: I said. Yeah, exactly. yeah. So
0: I, I looked I that's Googled what he it was while you were while me. you were trying to des- describe it. And it says it's a unit of heat and it's defined as the amount of heat required to raise the temperature of one pound of water by one degree. Huh.
2: So one of the interesting things Since about Since when did this? we measure water in pounds?
0: That, uh, good. Well, British thermal British. unit. So uh, maybe British they're talking about system. money. Yeah, yeah um, they're on the
1: metric system. They don't even use pounds. True. Sorry, Daniel. Go
2: for it. So also on social media, they were. It was interesting to read comments on the things that people were sharing. The number one fired comment, up. People get were, fired up. By they the were. Wood. They were heated. Um, <laughs> so they they are all like. <laughs> It took you a second. Damn,
0: it? I was gonna say, Matt.
2: <laughs> Delayed reaction, but <laughs> so one of the one comment was everybody was just like, "Where's hickory? How come hickory isn't on there?" That's how come Kentucky ain't got no good barbecue because they don't even have hickory firewood.
0: But we do have hickory here.
2: We do, and I and I really think it was just an oversight, and hickory somehow mm-hmm. missed out. It is Maybe one of the Hickory's better. Hickory's not any good. No, actually I think it's one of the better ones. It is one of the better ones. It should ones, have been up towards the top. That was one comment and another one there was a lot of people that was like, "Well, that's not true because I burn this and it burns great and it does better than than dogwood." Why is why is dogwood all the way at the top and um also I think there's a lot of these it depends how long you know if they're seasoned properly as far as them being the most effective. So it, it just there was a lot of keyboard experts that were really Mm -hmm. chiming in and uh, I just burned whatever I had to cut down in the, in the, (laughs) on the farm. I don't. Whatever you uh, cut off the fences. Yeah. And most of it's cherry because I'm trying to get rid of a lot of that anyway, but.
0: Cherry is kind of halfway down on the list. I mean, it's not, it's not bad.
2: It's not bad, but it's what Mm -hmm. I got and it's free. I mean, it's not free. It costs labor and builds my muscles, Mm -hmm. but um, you know, it's just, it's what we got a lot of.
0: We have a bunch of locusts on our we, or that's what we would cut down on the farm was the locust trees because they were and they were no fun to to it, chop up. This is yeah, up. this
2: is not an expert opinion, but doesn't it take a lot longer for that to season too? It does. And I know even with like white oak and osage orange, like it takes, mm-hmm. you know, those are the best burning. But they if to be seasoned good. They almost need to be seasoned for a cup for a couple of years, really.
0: What's another word for, or what's another name for Osage Orange Tree? Just, do you all know? Um,
2: uh, you me to give you the scientific name? Because I know it off the top of my head.
0: Uh, well, I mean, you can, but I was talking about the layman's terms. Go what ahead. Hedge apples?
2: Or uh Hedge apples?
0: Hedge apples, yeah. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Like Macler. Weirdo mac- knows the scientific name. Because I for- had to learn them in college. It's like <laughs> Maclaforma macula- something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just pulled that I out. Thought I thought you knew
1: that. it off the top of your head.
2: Well, I thought I did. Huh. I bet I'm close.
0: Well, anyway, hedge apple is... So, two things with that. It's it's really good for making. My dad does the um, curve recurve bows and stuff, and he uses hedge apple to make them because they're really limber. I was and- close.
2: Maclura pomifera. <laughs> okay there you pretty, go Yeah, pretty on
0: but also <laughs> Sorry. and once again this is not scientific but you will see and you will hear like my grandparents always talked about putting hedge the actual head or the hedge apples in their home because supposedly it kept spiders away once again that's not scientific spiders away but you know you always hear about that too yeah so. anyway catches all the well, evil
2: spirits walking into your house well
0: i mean i don't know about that if they're just, eight-legged maybe
2: <laughs> Speaking well that, since
1: we're uh Speaking since of evil spirits. Yeah. Since <laughs> I was going to say, since we're talking about wood and seasoning, yeah, that kind of segues
2: into our guest. I, I, Matt, uh, why do not you just give him an introduction? Yeah. Okay.
1: All right. Well, now with us, we have Mead County's own master of meat, the Sinatra of the smoker, the king of the grill, Mr. Andy Mills, Mead County Agent for Agriculture and Natural Resources. Thanks for coming on with us today, Andy.
3: Well, glad to be here. I don't know about that intro. Uh, do, that was one of like the best
2: introductions we've ever had.
3: <laughs> that was pretty good. I do like to eat. So, uh, you know, sometimes to get the food I like to eat, I have to just make it myself.
2: <laughs> we thought it'd be fun to, to have Andy on because anytime we go to Mead County for a, a program, there's always a great meal. And most of the time, he's on that's made it or cooked the meat, at least. And uh, and it's always delicious. And I know uh, Matt has bought a or has him a, a, a nice like pellet, pellet grill. grill and I'm thinking about getting one for myself around this time of year, if, unless I get one for, you know, unless somebody's out there listening wants to get me one. Um, but uh, some sort of pellet smoker grill and had some questions about it. We thought it'd just be an interesting time or interesting conversation to have with Andy and uh, maybe help educate some of our listeners who might be thinking about something similar for, for Christmas as a gift for uh, themselves or for someone that they think a lot about. So thanks again, Andy, for joining us. So I guess we'll just jump right into this conversation. What all, I guess let's talk about the different types of smokers and, and maybe, I guess, grills, because it seems like a lot of them kind of, when you talk especially about the pellet stuff, Is there a pellet grill and a smoker combo pretty common?
3: Right. Well, I don't know. You know, most of the pellet smokers are designed for smoking. And then some of them came up with the idea, okay, we can uh, convert this a little bit and use it as a grill as well. And uh, so um, I would say if someone's going to go out and purchase one to use it for a grill, make sure it's one that is designed to do that for uh you well you can use almost any more any of them for a grill but if you want any kind of searing or anything done like that on meat then they've got to have a special design for that to to get a little more flame
1: and what's basically the only difference there andy is it just that it's able to feed those pellets in there faster to get it to a hotter temperature
3: Well, it could be that uh, the ones I've seen now, you know, I haven't looked at them, but they, they come out with new stuff all the time, but originally the ones they were um, really touting as grills is they, they would have most of these pellet smokers are designed where they've got a pot that, that pellets are augered into that catch fire and, and make the heat and the smoke. And then right above that is a plate, a metal plate that helps dissipate the heat out evenly over the entire surface. Well, some of those that are set up uh, to use as a grill as well has a, uh, a situation where you can kind of open that plate up and let that flame come up to the, to the great surface. Um, and now, But now they, they might be different. And you can grill on any of them. You can leave the top up. And your smoker, your, your, your feed rate would just be at a higher rate coming into that pot. And you'll still get the heat to do any kind of grilling, um, just be a hotter temperature. But to get an actual flame up there, to get any kind of charring or, or anything like that, then you'd have to have that one that opens up that plate to let the flame come up.
2: So, uh, you know, we're talking about pellet smokers and grills. Are they probably the most? Would you think maybe they're the more popular thing right now?
3: A- absolutely. I, I mean, I've had several. I've had electric. I've had propane. Uh, I've had the the charcoal stick burners, uh, and then the, the the probably the the smoker that will be the easiest to use and get. Uh, enough smoke flavor there would be the pellet smokers Uh, they're real simple to use Uh, the the fuel which is the compressed wood pellets uh, easy to find and you can get different flavors on different types of those pellets Uh, just a lot more variability there fun fact they make a lot of those in somerset
2: oh Oh, really Mm mm-hmm (laughs) <laughs> a lot of the wood pellets and charcoal both. Oh,
3: The pellets. Yeah. 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 Yes. yeah that's and right. they make
2: a lot of them in Somerset area. Right. Had no idea.
3: Yeah. Um, you know, where you were asking about the types and I mentioned, mentioned them, uh, basically there, um, you know, a lot of people just, it's hard for a lot of people to even get away from charcoal grills. Cause they like that charcoal flavor from even grilling, uh, and, and, the same way with the smokers, uh, the stick burners and charcoal smokers, they, uh, they tend to give a lot more flavor to your meat as far as the smoke flavor. And some people might not like that, but uh, a lot of people do. So you're going to get a lot more of that with a charcoal, um, a wood type smoker, but they're a lot harder to maintain and keep the temp, the temperature, right. And so that's why the pellet smokers, you, know, you just can't go wrong. Uh, nobody can mess up. Smoking with a pellet smoker. What so, about
2: electric? You mentioned you had electric. How does how does that work?
3: Well, most of the electrics uh, or all of them I've seen have been vertical type smokers. Mm-hmm. So, so you, you just got a burner like in your oven uh, at the very bottom, and then normally you have a uh, water pan in there, which a lot of people think it's uh, to to add moisture, but it's not. It's really to help dissipate the heat and keep it at a uh, more even temperature and and then it usually has a tray close to that burner that you put wood chips in and as those wood chips burn they smoke uh, but usually it's only like a handful of chips mm-hmm. and if you're if you've got four boston butts on there uh, a handful or two of wood chips is just really not you, you'll taste a little bit of smoke there if you're really trying to taste it, but, uh, it, it's basically, a, a an oven outdoors.
2: That's kind of what it seemed like to me. So when, when you use like a, a pellet grill, you don't have, do you have to add, you still do the water in that too, oh, or is,
3: no, no,
2: not necessary?
3: No. You know, a lot of, uh, uh, a lot of people think you have to add moisture and, and you don't and there are a lot of people you know especially in electric smokers or even in the wood smokers oh uh, we gotta we gotta soak the wood well which it will make the wood uh smolder and smoke mm-hmm. a little more but you don't have to do that yeah
1: so andy you mentioned something earlier about uh you know if you're going to grill to try and get that flame up and get char on the meat i'll just personal experience here that's one reason why we went to a pellet grill smoker was to try and get away from that char uh i know just personally my family we like to taste the meat and not right not right. what, yeah, what I, the flame that. burned on there but yeah i it's, uh, you know
3: what, yeah. what some people <laughs> used to a big fad there after the pellet smokers came out and people were starting to use them as grills but you know they'd say yeah well, you know i cook a good steak on there but i want to get a little bit of char on the outside well, they would do a reverse sear, okay? So they cook the All meat, right. and when they get the meat right, they go over and throw it on the on the grill for a couple minutes on each side, and they get that char, which is fine. But, you know, it's just one more step in a process that uh, I want to be as convenient as possible.
1: Well, and I'll tell you, you know, one of the things I got aggravated with was cooking on a propane grill and cooking burgers or anything with oh, yeah. any
2: fat on it was flaming up, and flaming that's up, something yeah. you do not get on a pellet. Right pellet grill. Sure, that'd be nice because i know i'm i'm a hank hill type and i use my propane grill all the time like we cook on i probably cook on it more than anything but like as a family we eat more off of that probably than any other we probably do it use it more well, than the oven really but i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you daniel put a hamburger on a pellet grill
1: and fix it best hamburger you ever eat I make pretty good hand. I've got my grill figured out. That's Best why I'm a little nervous about
2: you know when you know your grill and you know the spots where you need to put stuff, like <laughs> I've got this one figured out and I'm 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 just thinking about stepping into this new territory of doing some smoking and do maybe a pellet grill kind of thing. But um but no, I I, I don't like the flaring up because I mean, you know, when you're doing a lot of burgers on there and the grease starts dripping and it's just it can it can get you end out of up hand. Sometimes. Fires. Yeah um, and, and it will overcook, you know, burn, uh, parts that you just don't want and, uh, cause some issues. So that's kind of why I was looking at heading this direction too. Yeah,
3: my my biggest problem with a with the grill is I don't intend to, and it doesn't matter how hard I try. I, I would, I was overcooking, overcooking, yeah. me, you know, you know, if I try to pull it off, all right, I'm not going to overcook it this time, pull it off and, and, and dang, it's just, just a hair undercooked or something like that. So,
2: well, since we're talking about that, I'll go on to get into this next thing. And uh, I went, as I was grilling, I, I did realize that uh, when I got an instant read thermometer, it changed the game. Like I was just trying to guess when stuff was done. Um, you know, my I did have the slow temp thing that I would do sometimes, you know, that the little manual, you know, I had to wait for that. Yeah. stick to get all the way around it just never seemed like it worked but when i got a digital instant read thermometer that was a game changer and a lot of these pellet grills and smokers and stuff utilize
3: that a lot right for sure and, and, and if you're gonna you know uh uh the, the terminology with with smoking is if you're looking you're not cooking so if you are you know constantly raising up the, the top to check temperature and then you've got a uh, manual read thermometer and you got to stick it in there and wait, you know, you're, you're losing heat because the, the concept of smoking, especially a uh, slow type cook, and then you're, you're changing your temperature a lot. So instant read thermometer, raise it up, stick it in there, five seconds, you know, you're back out the lid closed. So you, yeah, that's a must. I, I'm, I'm, a, heck I don't care if you're even cooking something on a, on a skillet in a house instant read thermometer is the way to go
2: yeah
3: and then they're relatively inexpensive nowadays so
2: okay well i don't know some of the i think maybe you can buy grills that will kind of give you a live read on maybe the temperature in the grill and then there's also thermometers that you can put in the meat to give you instant read on on that like you could look at from your phone is that a is that a pretty common
3: thing that that they use these with That's a common. That's that's really common nowadays, and and probably I don't. I'm guessing probably half the smokers now, pellet smokers now. That's probably a almost becoming a standard feature uh, because the consumers are kind of demanding that now. But uh, with without that feature on your smoker, you can't get the the thermometers set up that way. And I think I was talking with y'all earlier. I've got one actually has four different probes you can hook into it. So if you're doing multiple pieces of meat like smoking several boston butts for a big family gathering or a meeting or something like that then you can have a probe in each each one of the pieces of meat and, and because uh sometimes uh, for instance you might buy meat uh, a lot of times boston butts if you go to boons or someplace like that they'll come in a two-pack and and you can't really tell you assumed, okay if i've got uh uh 25 pound two pack here then each one of them is going to weigh 12 and a half pounds well when you cut that thing open you might have you know an eight pounder and a um, 16 pounder or whatever it and now all of a sudden you got two pieces of meat that are going to cook uh, a little bit differently so so it's great to have uh, uh, some of those wi-fi at least bluetooth type uh, thermometers so you don't have to open up that that top all the time you can just stick a probe in and leave it and get
1: the reading as you cook well and one thing i'll say i know when i was shopping around first looking for a pellet grill uh if i'd went kind of the next series up i could have gotten that integrated into it and at first i thought ah, i'm not going to spend that kind of money i struggled spending the kind of money we spent on the lower grade uh of the brand pellet grill that we bought but uh I could see now where it'd be pretty handy, especially I think I'd smoke a lot more if I could sit there and watch it from my phone or put it on before I leave the house in the morning and watch it. And I know some of them are kind of remote controlled from your phone. You could turn them off and it'll just hold them warm until you get home. Yeah. Uh, I could see where that could be an option that would be nice, especially if your, your office or your place that you're working is uh is a pretty good drive from home, and you can't just run home and check something or run home and pull something off the smoker. So, just something to keep in mind there. Right,
3: right. Hey, hey, uh, you guys, since since you all touted this as kind of a uh, maybe a, uh, something you can get Christmas gift wise, uh, according to my wife, it's uh, December fourteenth. So, if you buy anything now, it's last minute. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking fifteenth is when you start shopping.
1: Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's <laughs> so, uh, right.
3: Uh, just, just a quick, I think a quick thing on, on going over different types of, of smokers. We mentioned some, but but really you can go even further and say you've got offset type, vertical type, and then you've got a, um, the uh, Kamado ceramic type smokers. Um, oh, is
2: that like the green egg things?
3: Green egg. Yeah, green egg. And, and I, okay. I have not used one of those, and I know people that have them and love them. And, and yeah, I I may have owned one of those if they weren't so expensive early on. Uh, My biggest problem with those is one, the weight, you know, they're very heavy and hard to move around. And second, the the cooking area is not very big on those. So you're just getting them for your family. Uh, It's, you know, it's just a handful of fuel, uh, wood, charcoal, whatever. and, And those things will hold and cook forever. So I think they're a, a good option for some people. Um, and, and so really it leaves the vertical, which could be barrel type or square type, where the heating element is at the bottom and the heat goes straight up to your cooking surfaces. Or the offset type, which you'll have a, a like pelt, most pellet smokers, when well, I say most of them, a lot of them are started out as an offset type. And then a lot of stick burners are offset type where you get a fire box over to the side and either the, the heat uh, is distributed from the side um, down, a, down a chamber or it's, it's dissipated out with, a, with some type of metal covering. Um, so, uh, you know, it's almost a coin toss. There's pros and cons with all of them. But to me, now they're making a lot more vertical smokers, these uh, bigger companies. And I think that makes a lot more sense um you don't have to maybe uh use as much space and you get a little more even evenness on the heat so uh that's to me and then 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 on, on brands and expense you can spend anywhere from three or, or four hundred dollars up to three or four thousand dollars um and a lot of that is depend on the electronic part portion of it and then the, the thickness of insulation the thickness of metal and thickness of insulation in them. If you're going to do a lot of low and slow long cooks and then a more insulated type smoker is the way to go but uh, I mean I've, I've seen lots of good results with cheap smokers you know going to Walmart and buying a pit boss i mean as a matter of fact i was looking at one the other day at walmart a pit and boss that had a, a vertical upright smoker with a griddle right beside it i thought man that is that's 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 the perfect thing right there so i i can't highly recommend one over the other unless um if you're one of these that want to throw it on there and not come back until until you know it's supposed to be done and the pellet smoker is the way to go
2: so one thing I was curious about, so I'm used to using a propane grill, um, and then looking at doing like stuff with wood pellets. What about the fuel, st- like the fuel cost? Is it, is it pretty similar as far as like, if you're, you know, using propane to cook something or does like, do you get about the same heat per unit, I guess, from, oh, no, I would, from pellets?
3: I would say propane is going to be cheaper, but propane is going to be a lot like uh, the electric smokers. You're not going to get near the smoke flavor because you have to do those pretty much the same way with, with the little wood chips. Uh, The pellet smokers really aren't that expensive. Uh, 20 buck bag of of pellets will probably, I don't know, depending on the temperature outside when you're smoking, but you know, you can probably get 20 hours of smoke time out of a 20 bag of, twenty pound bag of, of pellets. Uh, and if you do a lot of slow stuff. If you're gonna do a lot of grilling like Matt and where you might have to have the temperature up a lot higher than you know, right. you're, you're probably only
1: gonna get a half that amount. Well, so yeah, I when I grill on mine, I run it at four twenty-five.
3: Yeah. Which is basically wide deep. open.
1: Yeah. Uh and I feel like we're getting about the same amount of cook time as far as that goes out of a bag of pellets that we were uh tank of propane is pretty close and what's a propane refill now is it about 20 bucks yeah around that yeah i know uh we still had our old tank and my dad had bought a different pro- propane grill a week or two ago and he came and and robbed our tank the other day to go do a tank exchange and he said it saved him 50 bucks so right. uh yeah the tank tank part is getting pretty expensive but right but yeah that i i've kind of told people that i'd compare it pretty close if you're going to grill on it that you're going to get about the same cost about the same and going to get about the same cook time out of a bag of pellets as you do a,
2: a propane tank refill. All right. So I think we did, did we cover We covered a lot of the basis there, right? Anything right. else we need to talk about
3: with that? So well, what um, do you cook on it? Yeah. That's where I was getting ready to head well, to talk food. You can, you can get back to flavor before, before we get back to that. Uh, All right. Okay. No, no, I know if you're, if you're a person that says, all right, I'm going to buy a smoker, but I really want to taste the smoke, then you need to get a charcoal wood type burner to get all that good flavor. And, you know, the interesting ones, I've looked at them. I uh, actually watched a guy use one one time. They have, they, there's a few of these companies now that are making a gravity-fed charcoal smoker. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, a, it's a lot like a pellet smoker. You got a, you got a bin that you put charcoal in. But it's all gravity fed, and uh, that looked pretty interesting to me because it would be more like a pellet smoker. You fill it up with charcoal and, and leave it mm-hmm. and let it go. Whereas uh, a, a normal charcoal stick smoker, usually uh, you've got to manage it. You know, you're going to run out of your fuel and heat every two or three hours, depending on the insulation. Uh, you know, you might if you got a really nice one, you might get six or seven hours, uh, out of your, your firebox, but most of the time ever two or three hours for these, uh, lesser expensive, smaller, uh, smokers, if you're getting, getting a charcoal or, uh, or stick burner type. So it, it, you know, you're going to give up a little bit of flavor if you go with the pellet smoker, but a lot, a lot less management there.
2: All right. I just thought of another question. I, I, yeah. I, I need to know. What is a smoke
3: ring? Okay, smoke ring is, is that thing that uh, people who are unfamiliar with it, when they cut it open, they say, oh, no, this meat's not done because it's pink. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so the smoke ring is, is from the outside going in. Uh, pellet smokers, if you really look, you can find a smoke ring in some of it. And it'll be very thin. Uh, if you do a, a, like a charcoal stick burner, mm-hmm. you'll see maybe a half inch of pink from the outside going towards the end uh, and, and it's it's in the outside is called the bark so you go hmm. from the bark in the pink the pink part there is the smoke ring gotcha
2: all right so what's your favorite thing like what's your favorite meat to smoke
3: Well, uh, i don't i can't really say i got a favorite probably what i've done the most are boston butts just because you almost can't go wrong on them and uh, it's, it's what we like to eat, you know, pulled pork. Um, if you, you get the right kind of rub, the right kind of flavoring, rub them down, throw them on the smoker. And depending on how you want to cook them, there's a fast smoke method that you can cook a eight, nine pounder in six hours. Or I like to do the, the slow cook and 12, 14 hours later, pull them off uh and that's another thing you got to do on smokers depending on what cooking method you're gonna, you got to manage your time you know if you're wanting to eat uh boston bud at 6 p.m and then you got to adjust your time and next thing you know you're thinking golly i gotta throw this thing on the smoker at 11 p.m at night i'm usually in bed by then or something like that so so uh
2: so if somebody's new and like Getting there, getting them a grill for Christmas is Boston butt, kind of a good thing to try out first. Oh,
3: absolutely, absolutely. That that could be one of your first things. And then another easy thing to try, which is faster, is is a, a whole chicken. And I like to spatchcock a chicken and, and spatchcock. Watch your language. I don't know. Just <laughs> cutting the backbone. Taking take, taking a pair of shears shears and cutting the backbone off, uh, splitting the breastbone a little bit on the inside, and laying that dude out flat and put the bone side down it'll cook a lot faster and a lot more evenly if you'll do that so So another reason on
1: a pellet on our pellet grill before i've never done one myself
3: uh, it's simple to do easy to do and a great way to do chicken there's no no other way that i'll cook a chicken anymore
2: i think another reason these grills are getting a little popular a little more popular is and i say grill smokers too but um a lot of people are getting animals processed or having animals, you know, custom processed for them. And they've got some of those cuts. You just can't really cook on the grill. Right. Um, maybe right. a little too big for your oven or something like that. And it can really work. And he said, I know we've got a lot of lamb cuts that I'm wanting to do on there and big briskets from cows we've had processed and just not a real easy way to cook them, but this right. could be a good thing and, and utilize those cuts.
3: You know, and, and some of those things it takes, it, it takes a little practice and, mm-hmm. and you know there's not a you you can follow a a recipe or someone else's method and uh, for instance i've done a bunch of ribs and i and to this day i am not satisfied with how my ribs turn out i can go to a restaurant and I'm, I'm a dry rib kind of person i don't like the wet ribs i mean i like them but i'd rather have dry ribs i can Same. go to a restaurant and get dry ribs and most of the time i'm satisfied with what i eat in a restaurant and and then when i do them at the house I'm like, hey this is just not not what i'm working on so so the the ribs it, it that's a little more art in my opinion and, mm-hmm. and risk it is uh is one of those things too to get that just right uh you know it's it's it, it, i i can cook it to where it tastes it tastes delicious every time but i want to be able to slice me off a thin piece of that brisket without it falling apart, but still be real tender, and it it's it's hard to get it right there to that at that exact spot. So uh, uh, brisket is a good one, and a lot of people will will even smoke a chuck roast, uh, kind of like a Boston butt, and and pull it a lot like a Boston butt. Uh, and that uh, I've had that, and it's it's very good that way. So uh, yeah, we uh, seems like
2: we always have a lot of chuck roast. It's one of the last things left over um, right. from when we when we do have a. Well,
3: a, well, a, one thing you know, um, especially on the chuck roast or even Boston butch or whatever, when you when you pick up a piece of meat and you <laughs> see all that fat in there, you know a lot of consumers say, whoop set that over to the side. I don't want all that fat. You know, I want to get one that's really really lean." Well, when I smoke something and I see a bunch of fat in there and I'm going to do the slow cook, slow uh, smoke method, I want all that fat because a lot of that fat will melt away in the uh, cooking process and that's just flavor. So it's, you can take a fatty piece of meat and throw it on the smoker and do a slow cook method and it's, it's a lot healthier piece of meat when you cook it that way.
1: All right. You ready for some fan favorites in the Adams household? Go for it. Yeah. I already mentioned the hamburgers. Best hamburger you'll ever eat. Yeah. Cooked on a pellet grill.
3: That's probably an Angus burger too,
1: isn't it? It's, uh, yeah, whatever. (laughs) Simital, Angus, whatever we fed out that year. But, uh, yeah, we've got that. Uh, One thing, of course, we use ours – Like a grill, or even like a a substitute for the oven, sometimes. Right, Uh, all
3: it is is an outside oven grill.
1: Frozen pizzas. Okay. Huh. Throw them on there, especially in the summertime when you know the oven will get the kitchen hot and it'll get your house heated up. Go outside, throw it on the pellet grill. Gives it. It's almost like eating a wood. What is it? Wood fired pizza. At some of these, you know, some of these nicer pizza places have wood fire grills. Tastes just like that just put it straight on one the oven rack. I've, done
3: a, I've done a lot of things mad on the smoker and i have not done the pizza on the. you smoker. need
1: to try it yeah hmm. i need game to. changer need to. yeah found a new one the other day so we were talking about getting animals processed we had a uh we bought a half a hog couple, or last year or have the last couple of years or something uh end up with a lot of i call it bacon but uh technically it's not bacon i guess it's sliced pork belly because it's not cured usually when you get it processed right so yeah. really if you go in just fry it up like you real like you would real bacon it's not going to taste the same
3: right yeah. so
1: through some of that on the smoker the other night we made like blts and bacon sandwiches and stuff best bacon i've ever ate in my life it's got kind of that crispy finish on the outside, but then you bit into it and it was still chewy on the inside, had that smoke flavor. Perfect I had to take a food break.
3: Perfect. Hey, <laughs> hey well, since you brought that up, uh, I'll go ahead and mention this uh, uh, website that I use just constantly How to Barbecue Right with Malcolm Reed and tons of recipes. And since you brought that up, uh, Matt. You know, one of his recipes, or he's got—I think he's got multiple ones in there—is pork belly, um, and cubing that up, and and it's just almost like a uh, a dang candy snack treat, uh, and that that uh, that pork belly is is the way to go. So I can see, I can see that your pork bacon being more of the pork belly being yeah. really good.
1: It was delicious. But, but
3: I highly recommend anybody, especially Brandy. You can't go wrong. He, and this Malcolm Reed has has videos. He has the, the recipes, the cook time, how to how to prepare the meat before you go to the smoker, because that can be an important thing. It's preparing the meat prior to smoking it as well.
1: The real question, Andy, is have you smoked a whole hog like he's holding in this picture when you pull this <laughs> no, website up
3: <laughs> I, I have not tried that you know I, my uh, family will eat anything i cook except uh wild game they're just not crazy about wild game and i think it's more of a mental mental thing yeah <clears throat> than anything else so i know if i threw a whole hog on there and they saw the head and feet of the hog <laughs> <laughs> they uh, would just really it would really turn them off, so i have i have smoked a whole hog in a pit a ground pit smoker before though, but not not um it would it would take uh my smoker would probably hold a maybe maybe a hundred pound hog but but no bigger than that
2: well, I just kind of lost track of time because we were really getting going there but we we talked for thirty minutes about smokers um mm-hmm. But good good conversation, good stuff, and I know I'm, I'm going to use some of that as I kind of shop around and, and pick me one out. So, Andy, I do appreciate you joining us this week and talking about uh, grills and smokers, and have yourself a merry little Christmas. Well,
3: thank you. Thank you. You all the same way. Now I'm going to go home and throw something on the smoker. I'm hungry. I'll be over there in a little lunch. while. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, we have our Christmas party here at the office tomorrow, and, and I'm smoking meatloaf. For the uh, christmas party mm, so. sounds good if, if you've never had smoked meat meatloaf before that's where you check that one out meatloaf. too all yep. right
2: all right well thanks again andy
3: all right see y'all y'all have a good christmas as well
2: all right well that was a good that was a good segment with andy talking about uh, a lot of stuff that i think is pertinent to this time of year and um and things that a lot of people have questions about but i have questions about something and Matt teased us this week with a text saying he had the most embarrassing moment in his extension career. Um, I didn't say week. the most embarrassing. One That's of what the, it said. Probably. Maybe you said the, one of the most. Probably made the top ten list. I think I thought it said the most. Now, now I'm not as excited to hear it. I thought this oh, yeah. was going to be some good stuff. But um, anyway, we got to I told you to save it for the radio because I wanted yeah. I wanted to have I wanted to chime in uh, live. So, So we've already
1: we've already established that if you work at the Hardin County extension office this time of year that I didn't get lunch out of this deal. They invited me for lunch, but I uh, had too much else going on and including a four hour long district board meeting before, uh, which may explain why my brain was a little fried when I went into this meeting and and pulled this this move, but. Anyway, the, uh, our plant and soil science specialists all get together once a year and they've been doing it the last few years here at the Hardin County office. Just, uh, we get a lot of groups like that because it's, uh, we're basically right at halfway in between Lexington and Princeton for, to bring them from the East and the West. So I'm sitting in this, in this meeting and they, they're asking me questions about stuff going on in Hardin County. They just kind of want an update about stuff that's going on in this area and, and uh, we're talking about get on some uh, some water issues and water quality issues. And you all know a lot of our listeners probably don't know because he doesn't necessarily work with the public around here a lot. But Bradley is a kind of our water quality guy, uh, anybody that lives in a, that works in a larger uh not metropolitan, but you know, a larger population area works with him because he works with a lot with watershed protection
2: in those areas. C4, is that a thing? Is it like C four right. M- water, MS4? I thought it was MS4, 4. I
0: thought. Yeah.
1: MS4,
2: that's right. Yeah. Yeah. C4 yeah. is dynamite or something.
1: Yeah. I was I gonna say that. <laughs> so maybe at were A little more backstory. You know, we've just came out of the whole COVID deal and a lot of people have changed their looks during COVID. And they don't look the same that they did before. and I probably don't either. I know I packed on a few pounds and whatnot. So Uh, anyway, so I'm sitting there and I make a comment about something with a watershed issue. And I look straight at this guy and I say, Brad, if you drove by and looked at that, you'd probably stroke out or have a be sick to your stomach or something. And the guy just kind of smiles and nods at me and plays along okay yeah i i I made a personal connection there with this specialist right we we talked about this well well we get on 10 or 15 minutes down the uh down into the conversation and i noticed out of the corner of my eye there's a guy sitting away from everybody else and he's got a mask on and he's back in the kind of in the corner of the room and i didn't really pay attention to who it was and this guy pipes up and starts asking questions and I turn around and look, and I recognize the voice, and it's Brad Lee. And so it, it goes into my, my head that, uh, well, if that's Brad Lee, who's this other guy? And I turn <laughs> around, and it hits me. It's Bob Pierce, the tobacco specialist, who has grown his hair out a little bit, grown out a little bit of a beard like Brad Lee has, and it is uncanny how much they look alike. Especially when you can't see Brad Lee's face and he's in the room. So. That
0: and Bob Pierce is like <laughs> he's been around, since, you know, forever. Yes. So yes,
1: yes, <laughs> yeah. And he went he went along with it is the funny part. So I don't well, I don't know if he thought that I just got his name messed up and called him Brad instead of
2: Bob or. Well,
0: at or least you're what. in the B's, right? You know, yeah.
2: disappointed. That wasn't as good as he thought, thought it was. I thought there was going to be some kind of clothing malfunction no, or something no, like that. No,
0: Look, not that and bad. bad. I, not that bad. I would I would still be embarrassed. things like that happened to me and I, I'm so, mortified I, for you. Like it's, like it's second hand embarrassment for yeah. you. So, and
1: like, there's a like, lot of people Whoo! in the room. A lot of people in the room that probably never caught it, that probably honestly were checked out and not paying attention and just didn't Yeah, they were just like oh, Matt it. Adams was talking.
2: I mean yeah, check yeah. my email. Pretty much. Pretty much. See what yeah, TikToks are what, out there today.
1: Yeah. One of those things that it, and I'm the world's worst about, I'll look at somebody and call them the wrong name, but it's like calling Bob Brad or something like that. And it's just like your head note, like there's some kind of a misfire there between your brain and your mouth. Like, you know what you're trying to say and you say the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. This was completely intentional. I was hundred percent on my game. I thought I was talking to Brad.
2: All right. So we only got a few minutes left. Anything about Yellowstone this week? I don't remember. I finally watched much it. about it.
0: Nothing to we write watched home it about.
1: Last night. Oh, okay. Yeah. It, it. I mean, cattle drives. A guy dies. Oh, Who,
2: I call.
1: I called that the episode. I knew it was. I knew
2: was when it, when he chimed mm-hmm. in the episode before. I was like, you watch. He's he's, he's gonna, gonna die. die.
0: Yes. So, and hurt. you know, it really it really
2: it's
1: hurt.
0: It's the cowboy way, and so it was. You know, it was that's just a good the movie. perfect. Yeah, I don't watch that one. Yeah, yeah that's good remember movie. that one hmm oh yeah it was funny
2: that was woody harrelson and who else Who who's other
0: oh was what is the acronym? guy's name there's a bunch that of one
2: scene with the cow and, and
1: he lets it go on radio. <laughs> so I, i've oh, got uh, a theory though yeah so they put you know all the girls that watch yellowstone they watch it for rip right is that is that the thing <laughs> oh everybody goes crazy over well, Rip.
0: I'll say this: It's not necessarily his. It's it's the persona. It's not him per se, but I think yeah. it's the, pers- the persona that he yeah. in- entails.
1: I think they tried to put Beth on there so the guys would all go crazy over Beth and be watching for Beth, and she's just too crazy that that yeah, people they're not into it. So then they had to bring in Lainey Wilson. That's that's why all the guys are going to keep watching Yellowstone now. We'll see.
0: It was Kiefer we'll Sutherland out. in Cowboy Way, by yeah, the way. That's it. Yep. Yep. You got, you have a song?
1: I got one. It just hit me. What? How about Earl Thomas Conley, Fire
2: and Smoke? That'd be a good one, too. We'll see. We'll see what he's got. That'll work. Y'all got anything else? Nope. All right. Well, we will see you all next week.
1: All right.